Welcome to the Self-Kindness with Pete podcast, where we explore self-kindness. What is self-kindness? It's not just fluff, it's substance. It's not just a nicety, it's a life-altering practice. We explore how getting a foundation of self-kindness right inside allows you to live as your very best version of you in the world. I'm Pete Sibley, the Self-Kindness Coach, and I'm so glad you're here. Hello and welcome to another Self-Kindness with Pete. I am Pete Sibley and I am so thrilled to share this interview, this conversation I had with one of my new Self-Kindness coaching clients. This is Lauren and I can't wait for you to hear what the journey has been like for her and what a courageous human being she is. I mean, she is such an inspiration already to me and we've only been in conversations a few times starting to use self-kindness and watching just the incredible breakthroughs what is coming up for her already so we're going to jump right into the interview i hope you enjoy it and again thank you for listening and here's my interview with lauren lauren Prue Leonoff, uh-huh. welcome to Self Kindness with Pete. Oh, <laughs> We're Glad there. To Glad to be here. Um, so grateful for you, the human being that you are, the courage that you have already expressed um, in some of our conversations, and happy to have this chance to have a conversation where we can share some of these ideas around self-kindness. So how I usually start when I have a wonderful person on the show with me is just by asking for you, Lauren, what is your working definition right now of self-kindness and why this conversation right now in your life? Why is it important for you right now? Okay. Uh, well, thanks for having me. Um, and yeah, self-kindness to me is just a matter of just showing up for yourself in the way that you would for a friend. It's offering yourself grace and compassion and being witness to the ebbs and flows of it all. Mm-hmm. And for me now being here, um, I think a number of reasons, but I think it's just, I've always felt that it's an important, um, I've always felt that it's a, it's important, obviously self-care, self-kindness, all of that. And I, I know that self-care is important because I work with young children and I'm always kind of advocating for that, but to actually offer it to yourself is the greatest form of, um, of compassion. And I think sometimes that's harder to do. And also in my position of leading a school, um, you know, I think it's really important to be able to have that kind of healthy, healthy leadership up top and recognizing my own kind of patterns of wanting to unearth some of my own stories that are outdated. That was really what kind of drew me is that I just Mm. recognizing that I was stuck in this loop of tales from the past that 
served a purpose when I was young, but they would come up and I could tell where they were coming from, stemming from, you know, childhood trauma, divorce, and the story that went along with that for so many years. And I recently also got married in May, which was exciting, but I also felt this call to want to kind of own my stuff. (laughs) And so I could show up a bit more um, authentically in my marriage and to be able to really, I think that was a catalyst where it's like, okay, I'm making this step, which was a huge deal for me um, because I had so much fear and so much um, just, yeah, fear really around that concept of marriage. And so when we took the step, even though we'd been together for 12 years prior to actually tying the knot, I knew he was great. We were great together. We'd been through God, everything, like more than most marriages, I would imagine. Um, But still just the act of doing it was like, oh, wow. Okay. And realizing that my narrative doesn't have to be the same as what I had experienced before. And so it kind of opened up this door of um, wanting to support myself, but then also it's prompted me to also look outward toward the greater school community and, and our teachers and our children. And, you know, when we all handle our stuff, we're much more able to show up for others and it just mm. becomes this trickle down effect. So I, I really um, am committed to that on kind of all levels. Yeah. 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 I, I get that. And it feels like that's why already in a short amount of time that you and I have been talking and working together. Um, it's just been so beautiful seeing some of the some of the work that you you've already committed to um you know one thing that maybe to talk about is like start us start us in that that place of feeling you know I hear that a lot as people are starting to reach out to me about self-kindness it's like I feel like the stories they have they've played out and they, you know, we, we have started to do some work, but it's, it's like, they keep showing up. Um, and I think, you know, in our initial call, you said something about the combination of the year of COVID and trying to teach through that and getting married. And, you know, it just, it just felt like in your life, it was a little bit of like, enough's enough. Let's, let's find out <laughs> you know, what this self-kindness stuff Pete's talking about. Um, so if you, I guess what I'm asking is like, if you could kind of take us back to that spot and then, you know, again, what about the, the self-kindness where you're like, let's try this. Yeah. Well, um, I, yeah, it was a bit, it was a busy year, all the pivoting that we all did. It was just nonstop and it it was beautiful and great and it all worked out and um, we were healthy and that was wonderful. But yeah, it was this combination of um, everything with COVID and everything with just the world that was happening, Black Lives Matter, all the, all the things that were happening on a collective level. But then also um, in my own personal life, we bought a house right before um, the shutdown and then we've been working on it since then. And then we got engaged and got married and uh, got married in our front yard. And so I was in this very, um, it was right after school had ended. And I just was feeling like almost like the wave of emotion of the whole year just came came crashing on me. 
Mm. Like I'd been keeping it all together because I had to. And then it was like, oh my gosh, what just happened? And I was feeling anxious and just feeling like, what is going on? I just need to like, I need to do something like something. I need to take care of myself because clearly this past year, it's been all about kind of everyone else and also just keeping it together. And um, so I actually was talking to one of my best friends forever, um, (laughs) Sarah, and she was saying that she had worked with you and she was saying how great it is. And I, she was saying, oh yeah, you know, it's these questions and it's a certain work. And I had read some of Byron Katie's work. And so I was familiar with it. And uh, another girlfriend of mine had talked about that before. So it was all very familiar and approachable and really aligned with a lot of the other kind of work that I've done over the years. Um, and so I just was like, well, like what's there to lose? Why not? You know, like I'm on summer break. I might as well focus on myself for a bit before I have to go back to camp. So there was just kind of this window. And, um, that's when I had reached out to you and I'd been following you on Instagram too. And so I'd seen your post and kind of knew, um, had a sense of what it was about and everything. And, um, and yeah, you and I met and it just, it was like, yeah, okay, let's, let's do this. And I'm all for like, my whole life has been all about like understanding myself, you know, and all about the self-help section or psychology. My minor in college was psychology. So I just, the human mind is fascinating. And I had wanted to get my PhD in neurobiology and all that. I just think the brain is an amazing thing, but it's also a jerk too. So (laughs) (laughs) So I think just understanding that, um, that's kind of where I was just, I was needing something and it just kind of appeared. Um, yeah. and it felt right. And I think anytime that anything's happened in my life, it's always like you ask for it and it, it'll show up in a way you might not expect. So yeah. here we are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Definitely. We could, I'm sure geek out about the, our favorite books in the self-help section. <laughs> um, but I, I think, you know, one thing that has struck me, you know, in, in our time together already is something that became so apparent to me. I mean, I call it self-kindness and people who have listened to this podcast and I probably have shared with you, I call it self-kindness because it felt like it was, it was kind of like an an in-between that I could, you know, I didn't want to like it, but I could at least accept the idea of Mm self-kindness because I felt like I was so far away from where I wanted to be, which was how do I treat myself with compassion? How do I treat myself with love? Um, and so I called it self-kindness, like begrudgingly, I could at least be kind. It's kind of like sometimes when I ask my son to, you know, can you be nice to your sister? He's kind of like, fine, you know? So that's kind of how I felt like my own mind was like, mm-hmm. hey, I really want to like, I really want you to be nice to me. And my mind was just kind of like, fine. Like, right. <laughs> you know, we all know you don't really deserve it, Pete, but like, fine, right. <laughs> you know, and that was kind of the end. And, you know, and then the process, you know, that that we have stepped into is that awareness practice of self-inquiry. Um, you know, you mentioned Byron Katie, who's one of my faves, uh, but essentially we're just, looking at what were we thinking in that moment and um you know more than just the thoughts themselves but getting 
getting to understand how the thoughts and the emotions and that whole moment in time are are this beautiful capsule that we can go back and explore and take a look at. Um, and in that exploration is, is how I get to do the thing that I wanted to do all along, which is be compassionate to me, which, um, which is why I wanted to, to talk today, because I heard you say that a couple of times, <laughs> you and I also share this beautiful um, pastime of talking to ourselves on voice memos. <laughs> I know if anyone ever I think this is so phone, great if anyone found my phone I'm like wow like if I like if I died or something and they found my phone they're like wow there's this whole this whole history of like Lauren's mind that like I don't think I've shared it with like a couple friends like when it's something funny or something that I don't know might be moving but yeah we share that uh, yeah. weird yeah. memory talking to yeah. It, it, I think it's such a great because we're doing that all the time aren't we I mean we're yeah, talking to ourselves all the time. And I remember even that learning that in one of those self-help books, I was like, what? I'm, t I'm talking to me. <laughs> Wait a minute. And I'm listening to, so, so you should, in one of those voice memos that you shared, you mentioned like, wow, there's something in this that is the how. So I don't know if you remember that specifically, yeah. or if you can talk to that. Absolutely. Well, I, um, yeah, I, like I mentioned, it's like, I feel like I've been doing this work for so long in different avenues of like reading and um, workshops and Martha Beck and Tara Brock and Jack Cornfield. Like you name yep. it, like, I'm like, let me eat that up. But none of it ever, like it, it went within me, but it never was tangible. Like it wasn't actually like, how do you do this? Like, I mm. get it. I need to break these stories. I need to let go of these stories. But then I would be back in the pattern of like, oh, you're not considered or, oh, you're not enough or, oh, uh, you know, whatever the like classic hits are in my mind. <laughs> but, um, and so when, when we started working, we actually started like looking at some of these situations of like my childhood and just being a witness to a scenario and being able to ask those questions and look at it from a different perspective. It was like, it actually, I felt a full on like shift in yeah. the way yeah. that I could actually witness and show up. And meditation does that, you know, you watch your thoughts, you're able to look at them. And that's, it's, it's the embodiment practice though. You know, mm. yoga, you're connected to your breath, but it's like, as soon as you're off the mat, then what are you doing? Are you like off in your thoughts again? As soon as you get off the cushion, are you just in your thoughts again? But to, to actually have something tangible where you see the, for me actually seeing, feeling a shift and seeing it and creating a different narrative in that moment. Um, that's to me is like, finally, like I've been reading all this stuff forever. Now yeah. I feel like I can actually be an active participant in mm. my process of, um, you know, letting go and healing some of these parts of me that I've just are like, so, oh, it's like, it's like an old VHS. I'm like, God, why am I still watching this? <laughs> so old. It's stuck in the VCR. Yeah. Right? <laughs> There. <laughs> yeah yeah oh man yeah totally that that's i that's so much of what you were talking about with the embodiment that's what i love about 
you know, you're right. Like this, this freaking mind, like it is brilliant. It's so fascinating that, yeah, we want to get PhDs in, in, you know, neuroscience so we could just study and learn so much more about it. And yet like, how willing are we to look at ourselves as our own experiment? And that's what I love about, you know, all the people I get to work with, but especially in your journey, how, you know, just that, that willingness and that commitment to jump right in and be, and look at that situation and in something as simple as just like rewatching the situation with somebody mm-hmm. and describing like what was going on, like just in that suddenly it's like, Oh, wasn't that fascinating? Like it starts, that's what is I don't want to say magical, but it's mysterious about the whole thing. Yeah. It's like suddenly it's almost as if now you can't like retell yourself that story. Like it's changed. Completely. And that, yeah, that, I mean, like the specific moment that I remember that was when we we're talking about this situation where, you know, my parents had divorced and my mom, and my sister were arguing a lot. I was young and hurt and didn't understand what was happening. My sister was angry and they were angry. There was a lot of yelling and that wasn't something that I grew up with prior to the divorce. So everything was like pre and post. And when we went back to that place and I like could witness it again and see it from another perspective, it just like see that you know, the story of like, it's all falling apart. I'm not okay. And, you know, it just, it was so powerful to, um, to see that there was another version of what I was experiencing as even though the pain and the the emotion was real, but the story that I created around it, that I wasn't enough or that I wasn't considered that I wasn't, um, okay. I wasn't, I wasn't safe, you know, even though Mm. like, actually I, I was, you know, I was okay. I was cared for. I didn't have some of the other sorts of things that people have had happen to them. It was just a really sad time is ultimately, you know, what it was. And it's amazing how our minds are so incredible that like, as much as this is a self-kindness practice, it's like, there's, um, it's like we love ourselves so much that we want to protect ourselves with these crazy stories. So it's like this misguided love. It's like, Hey, I'm here to help you, but actually it's not, not helpful. So it's like, but I felt like in that moment, I felt this like kind of, I felt like this cracking open of like, Oh, there's a different way. There was a different way. Maybe I've just got it all wrong. This, and it just feels like there's a lightness. I feel lighter. Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love the, those images of, of cracking open lightness um, you know, I, I think you're just touching upon going back to that self-help section, <laughs> I mean, <that's, laughs> you know, those, those images that the Zen masters share of, you know, co- like the kindness and compassion that exists all around us is like water and it's just going to keep on going. And then suddenly there's a little crack and it just, without any effort, once the crack is there, it just comes in. Yeah. Um, yeah, so let's uh, explore as this, even in those few sessions that we've had, mm-hmm. um, I feel like one of the voice memos, <laughs> these are going to become famous <laughs> voice memos now, yeah. um, 
everyone should try it they're great <laughs> yeah it is well yeah you know <laughs> joking aside it's it is a really great practice you know even in kindness to to let yourself just kind of have that that conversation feel okay about it because mm -hmm. it's definitely a spot that the inner narrator can come up you mentioned something about the like the story of that's that particular situation or any situation that we're taking a look at mm -hmm. um for you in that moment there was this like relationship to is this safe is it not safe so mm -hmm. a feeling of that it was unsafe in that moment so one thing that i notice is that now as i do this work it's like i get to it's like i begin to start to redefine things that have been so solid in my life so even an idea of like something is unsafe i could start to like intentionally like you said rework and rewire and redefine well what is something that's unsafe so i don't know if that's been part of your experience or maybe even talk about what is it what are you noticing in relationship to that allowance of even something as uncomfortable as feeling unsafe? Yeah, I think it's just, it's also, it's also connected. So it's just like, we have these thought patterns, right. That are like these neural pathways that are just so ingrained and the opportunity to be able to like, kind of, stop it mid thought or to be able to say, wait a second, we don't need to go down that path right now. And so it's that noticing. So, you know, even though I'm not like experiencing, um, the divorce happened back in the nineties, you know, it's like a long time ago, but you know, like when you and I were talking before, um, there've been moments where I've like teleported myself back to that moment when I'm in a reactive mm -hmm. state or where I'm feeling like, Oh gosh, this isn't okay. Like, am I okay? What's, what's going on? And I feel like I've been better at actually like reining myself back in and, and being able to like become present, become ground, grounded and just go through the questions. Like, is this true? Like, no, we're good. Like, I don't have to go down that path right now and actually kind of like have that conversation with myself that like, no, you're good. Like, we're not there right now. And like, that's a, like, and it's a different narrative and it's okay. And um, I've just noticed that it's, it's helped me show up for myself Mm. which then in turn has just made everything else easier too you know in in um interactions i have um you know with within relationship and everything um because i'm taking care of myself i'm it's like things flow better when your needs are being met and you're meeting mm. yourself and you're caring for yourself one of my um my first grade teacher always she said to my my mom always tells me this because i don't remember I don't know why she would have told me this as a first grader, but she said, it's a full-time job taking care of yourself. Mm. And in a sense it is, you know, like if we all just kind of took care of ourselves and were kind to ourselves like that, it would be um, much easier for everyone, you know, we're not personalizing things, not taking it like, oh, triggering each other from something that's like just your own thought pattern. It's like, it's not necessarily true. Mm. You think mm. it doesn't mean it's real. Yeah, you know, so many things are like, let's call them side effects of mm -hmm. doing our own work, which is like, what I hear you also referring to is something 
you know, I was talking with another, another friend of mine who, um, you know, is in, is also in a, a leadership role and, you know, in the conversation that they were having, there was, you know, it, this person was having, it was definitely, you know, let's just say triggered mm-hmm. in the conversation with him while he was having a conversation, but just like you are witnessing and like watching how quickly the mind, if it hasn't been safe and okay to do that exploration it's like it shows up and when you're at work and all of a sudden you're teleported back to responding from that place Mm -hmm. of not being safe and so it totally it it does two things one it first helps it continues to clean us up Mm -hmm. as how we show up in the world but it also gives us you know so my friend who has done a lot of his work was able to hold a much more compassionate space for that person knowing like oh this isn't personal i i love that as well because again in that self-help section it's like i want to be a compassionate person in the world and well and it's it's like that um you know uh the child that is there on the playground when the other child gets hurt and they're just yeah you know, you've talked about that before. And I see that all the time, you know, it's like, they don't do anything. They'll just come over and stand next to the child and just be like, you're good, you know, but they won't say anything. They'll just be a presence next to them. And so it's Mm -hmm. that same sort of being a presence for yourself and just um, holding space. And when you can hold space for yourself, you can do that so much easier for someone when they're going through it. And I've noticed that I've been able to do that better too, Mm. not only for myself, but then within relationship um, relationships. And, you know, with Nick too, it's like when, when he goes through whatever he's going through with work or whatever, I find that I'm better able to just be there and fully be there without personalizing it, without like thinking it like, Oh, how's this going to affect this or going off on my own story of like, what does this mean? You know, versus just like, all right, you're going through something and that's okay. And you'll, and you'll be okay. And I remember that was, um, Martha Beck, I don't know if you've read much of her work, but she talked about like Dante's Inferno and watching the person kind of in the fiery hell that they're Mm -hmm. in, standing there and witnessing it kind of. Um, And it's that same, that same sort of thing, that holding space and not only for yourself, but then once you do it for yourself, you're able to do it more authentically for others. And in Montessori, there's so many alignments with this work too. Um, because I run a Montessori school, um, they talk about seeing the child as new each day. Mm. So the same is true that I try to bring that practice into other parts of my life too, that it's like, just because they did something yesterday doesn't mean that that's going to be the way they are today. Mm. So we could Mm. really see ourselves as new each day. Then we offer ourselves space to grow and to be able to choose a different path because we're constantly growing. We're constantly evolving. And we know that the only constant is change, right? After COVID mm-hmm. after this past year, we know that more than <laughs> now, more than right. ever. And so if we actually are able to embrace that and actually, um, you know, be comfortable in knowing that um, there's room to change, you know, I think of children who get labeled. I think that's such a like, sad thing that can happen but if you're really able to you know we label ourselves too 
right? Like you're not worth it. You're not that. It's the same sort of thing. Just yeah. like doing to a child that's like, oh, he's active or he's crazy. I don't know what the labels are that they would do it because I try not to do that. But um, there, I think there's something really aligned with what we do in the mm. classroom too. Yeah. Yeah, and I love that you bring that up because that's not the purpose of this self-kindness work and it's not the purpose of the the coaching the way that I hope to bring it is that you know, we're definitely talking about the places that are of, you know, relief and even joy. Mm-hmm. But it's like I am so much more interested as a human of being growing the capacity to like normalize the human experience Mm -hmm. and in that human experience like we could say there's some wild stuff that happens in there you know we were laughing before we're like oh well you you know you talk to yourself like at least I'm you know we're crazy together it's like (laughs) we're all crazy yeah all of us we all are and so to normalize all of the human emotions which includes like you know, deep shame or embarrassment or guilt of, you know, missed opportunities. It includes resentment and includes anger. It includes frustration just as much as peace and joy and calm. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, making that the goal um, of, of who we are as human beings. I think that's what you're pointing to about, you know, taking care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. like understanding that anger is going to show up. So, you know, knowing that is much different and then bringing that quality of curiosity and that, that acceptance to all of it. Yeah. And the social emotional piece is huge. Just allowing, allowing big emotions. You know, I think there's such a push against that culturally, but then also our own experiences of, however we were raised too, you know, of um, what's acceptable and what's not. Mm. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I I, I love it because one thing that it's like, if there was a theme that I could say that a lot of the people that I work with, the different clients I work with, if there's a theme or a belief out there that they think is it's kind of true and it's not until we start unpacking it that they start to see it. And that is uh, other people have their shit together mm. like, or that there are some humans that have their shit together. Right. And I'm like, I haven't met one yet. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> yeah. So all I of think, God, <laughs> you know, it's the, the power that comes out of this work is by, you know, normalizing or, or, you know, proving it's not absolutely true. Some of these things that we all have just bought into. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, absolutely. you know, in to kind of, you know, put a little closure on this conversation, how would you invite a person who might be you a few months ago um, to, to just like be um well i was going to say what advice would you have but i don't know if it would be advice like what the invitation sounds like the word that comes to mind how would you invite that person 
to some of what you've experienced? I would say the greatest investment you can ever make is within yourself. Because when you do that, everything else will flow. And with this particular work, I think it gives you real hands-on tools for actually being an active participant to take charge of the things you want to take charge of. If you're tired of old stories, if you're tired of things happening the same way, or you always kind of go into this response mode of whatever it is, um, if it's just you're tired of the played out routine of limbic brain response mode, trauma trigger, whatever the, you know, words are, um, then I would say, you know, there's nothing you can lose from it. I mean, I think there's only, only things you can gain um, because it's totally worth it. And it's not only worth it for you, but it has the trickle down effect for impacting everyone else. And so that's kind of our duty. I think it's, you know, it's putting your oxygen mask on first and then you help everyone else. It's the if everybody just handled their own shit, we'd all be so much better off. That's right. That's just right. Put it to, I think it's your social responsibility. So I think you should just do it if you're good at contemplating. Yeah. If not oh for God. you, do it for everyone else. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love this conversation. I'm so grateful that you would take some time to, to share some thoughts. Absolutely. And um so excited to continue on this journey thank you beautiful stuff thank you for your time thank you Pete. and um <laughs> yeah let's do more awesome sounds good <laughs> <laughs> i loved getting to have that conversation with her lots of nuggets in there even listening back as i was getting to edit this program uh just all those reminders of how this practice is the tangible way to do what we've been wanting to do so long as individuals and as human beings. How do we get to the wisdom that is behind all of our human experience? And I love how she couches it because, you know, that's how I started in all this work. I wanted to be of service to the world, you know, decades ago worked in creating nonprofits, doing education, then getting to be an artist and musician and spreading joy that way and seeing that getting to do this work, that is my ultimate social responsibility. The way that I bring joy and goodness and love and worthiness into the world, well, that would start with me. All right, my friend, love you, and we'll see you next week. Hello, Self-Kindness with Pete listener. You can do this. Your past wins, your past failures are all part of the journey that brought you here today, right now. This is the moment. Today is the day, and you can do this work. My coaching is not complicated, and people say they notice a big shift even after their first session or even after their first consult call. I coach one-on-one -on -one weekly for three or six months, and during that time, you're able to connect with other kindness clients and access a large client portal with tons of resources to keep you going strong in your practice. Today, my friends, you can set up your call, follow the link in the bio, 
or head on over to petesibley.com and connect with me there. Now's the time. Today's the day. You can do this work. And I can't wait to have this conversation with you.